0: Welcome, folks, to my spot up here on the bleachers. I'm glad you stopped by, and as J.D. Clamper would say, come on up and sit a spell. I'm Don Glenn, and this is Talking Sports on the Bleachers. You've got to get it done. This is Gateway City Sports. The rumors are true. This is Talking Sports on the Bleachers with Don Glenn, a confident young man, a superb athlete, a look at the sports issues of the day. Grab a seat, pop a cold one, and let's talk some sports. Gee, that sounds kind of interesting. Gentlemen, start your engine. On the shotgun here at the snap, Romo looking, dumps it up, right side. Intercepted! <laughs> Intercepted <laughs> the goal line by Woodson, and there is your dagger. Ruhol, for a wide spread stance, arms out over the plate, Bedford from the stretch, the 1-1 hit, a slam, and there it goes. Left right White back! on September twenty-third, twenty twenty-two. Uh, th- playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Are you crying? There's no crying! There's no crying in baseball! You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Holy cow! I'd like that. Well, welcome back, everyone, to my spot up here on the bleachers, where we sit and talk sports. I got a brand new sponsor. I'm going to be revealing later today. I hope you got your favorite cold frosty, as Mike Shannon would say. So pull up a seat cushion, and we'll get into it. I want to let you know that Talking Sports on the Bleach is a proud member of Gateway City Sports and GatewayCitySports.com. Check out GatewayCitySports.com for articles and podcasts. I don't have a guest this week, so it's just you and me. Now, normally, if you've ever been around the show, you know that I try to do a little bit of everything. And, you know, maybe some golf here and there. We do a little bit of football or, or uh, NCAA but today is going to be all about the St. Louis Cardinals. So if you're not a Cardinal fan, uh, I apologize for this being not what you want to listen to. But I hope you listen anyway, because maybe, maybe I don't want to, con- I'm not saying I'm going to convert you, but you know, maybe you disagree with me. And if you do, fine, shoot me a line. Shoot, I'll give you contact info a little bit later. But, you know, as always, if I've got something I here and I say something and you guys don't don't uh, agree with me, let me know about it. I really want to hear. I really want to know what you guys think. So I'll give you information about that later. Um, and I just want to get this Cardinal stuff off my chest because I've been holding it in a little bit and I've been, you know, as I as I go on Twitter and, and, and Facebook and I see all these uh, keyboard GMs and managers proclaiming to be experts about everything and, you know, they know this and this is why the Cardinals didn't do this, or uh, I have proof that you know. No, you ain't got nothing. Okay, so yes, there are reports out there all all over the place, and you can find anything, you know. At you know, whether you go to the Athletic or you go to Redbird Rants or you go to any other Facebook website or uh, page or. Uh, listen to different podcasts, Locked On Cardinals, uh, Meet Me at Them Usual, uh, Redbird Report. I mean, there's a ton of them out there. But, you know, nobody's got the real clue. I mean, none of us really do. Uh, Because, like I said, we're not in in the meetings when Mo talks to Ollie, and we're not in the, the clubhouse when Ollie talks to the team, and we're not on the field when the players are playing so we don't know. All we can do is give our best best guess, you know. Uh, so I'm going to take things down one at a time. And again, I'm going to put my disclaimer out there that I have no knowledge. Uh, this is not from the brother of the neighbor of Moe's Taylor or anything like that. Or it's not from Moe himself. It's just what I think. Uh, just like what you think. And again, if you disagree with me, love to talk to you about it, okay. Uh, maybe even you want to come on the show and we can have a little discussion about it. love to have that too. So if you have questions or you've got comments, hit me up. Whoops. Excuse me. Uh, if you have questions or comments, hit me up on Twitter at TSOTBGCS. So, okay. This season is not going according to plan. We all know that. If you would have asked Cardinal fans earlier this year, say, if, January or February, if you just said, Where will the Cardinals be on June 13th? Okay. Uh, I'm using June 13th as my cutoff. I mean, I'm recording a few days later, but as of June 13th, if you said, Where will the Cardinals be? I don't think many people would have said we'd be 15 games under 500 and last place in the Central Division with the worst record in the National League. I do not believe that would have come out of anybody's <laughs> mouth. Um, uh, Nobody would have thought that. Yeah, we had questions on the pitching staff. We knew that, but nobody would have thought we'd have been there, uh, been where we're at at that point. Uh, on June thirteenth, the Cardinals were twenty-seven and forty-two, eight games under five hundred at home, seven games under five hundred on the road, three games under five hundred against Central Division opponents, and twelve games under five hundred against everybody else. Okay. Worst record in the National League at the time. Uh, now we've finally gone up a little bit, or the or the other way you can look at it, the Rockies and the Na- Rockies and Nationals have gone down. Anyway, we're not the low, the worst record in the National League anymore, at least as of the 18th of June when I'm recording this. Uh, so I'm recording this at the Mets series, which I'll do a little bit of that here shortly. But now in quirk of some good news, though, even given all that. They're only eight games, or eight and a half games, out of first place, behind first place Milwaukee, in the Central Division. Gives you an idea how fucking weak the Central Division is, isn't it? So the Cardinals started out with a horrible April, going 10 and 19. Uh, May, they were 15 and 13, and so far in June, they've gotten back to their April standings, and they're now 4 and 11. Uh, and that's after winning two games, uh, this weekend in New York. So, my first thing about what's going on with the Cardinals, and it's with the front office. It has to be. I mean, you cannot say the front office doesn't own this, Uh, but it's John Moselock and his arrogance. He's an arrogant SOB, and I'm going to call him out. If he wants to dispute that, he can get a hold of me, and I'll bring him on the show. Honest to god i i've i have made this channel i I will bring anybody on the show that'll come on I don't care if it's Mazalok, Gersh rob Manfred I have challenged Manfred to come on this show many many times I haven't heard back at all um but anyway then I you know if he wants to argue that he is not an arrogant s o b Joe uh John come on the show mo I want to bring you on the show. You come on this show and tell me why you're not an arrogant SOB. Because here's why I think you are. First, you ignore the actual need of this team. And I say that because the last three years, this team has been screaming for frontline pitching. Maybe not necessarily an ace. Doesn't have to be an a big ace guy like a Verlander or somebody like that. But top pitching, a top of the rotation guy that's going to go out there every five days, keep you in a ball game and give you the chance to win. You do not have that on this team. Now, Flaherty has potential. Montgomery, I think, could. But guess what, Mo? You don't. You, in your infinite wisdom, didn't extend their contracts. They're free agents next year. So if you don't do something between now and November, you're not going to have them. Then who's going to be your number one starter? Who's going to be that guy you get out there? Miles Michaelis? Now, don't get me wrong. I like Miles. Don't get me. I like Miles Michaelis. I like the Lizard King. But he's not a top-of-the-rotation guy. He's a good number three. Um, You know, but he's not a top-of-the-rotation guy. Steven Matz is a good number five. He's not a top-of-the-rotation guy. Matthew Libertor, too young to be a top-of-the-rotation. He hasn't proven himself yet um woodford i mean come on mo the last three years you've needed to bring in somebody to be that top of the rotation guy and you have ignored it every year and you you know i i don't understand why he does it maybe he thinks we're stupid Maybe that's it. Maybe Mo thinks we're stupid, and and uh, you know, and he and we'll all believe the hype and hyperbole that that uh, all Flaherty needs is an is an injury free season, and and Matts is 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 strong and looks good, and he'll bounce back. Now I will say, Matts did have a very impressive spring training, but then again, when you got the majority of the big boys playing in the WBC, you know. He wasn't facing everybody, so maybe that was part of it, because because he and Woodford both had great spring trainings, got in the regular season, and realistically couldn't pitch their way out of wet paper sack. Woodford did did better than uh, uh, Mats, but but this has gone on for three years, after the 2020 pandemic year. And he thinks that, uh, okay, we're going to go with Martinez and Flaherty and KK and Michaelis and Wainwright. Hmm, how'd that work out? You see, if I remember right, we started the season two starters short. And then, uh, I think it was uh, KK came back, Martinez got hurt. And then Flaherty got hurt. You know, you had to go and get Wade LeBlanc, and then and, uh aging John Lester and J.A. Happ. Now you did all right. They came out okay. It came out okay. We made the playoffs. We had that seventeen game run. You know, it came out okay. But then the next year, when you're looking at the same situation. You know you're not going to have KK. You know that Martinez is pretty much shot to hell in a handbasket. Flaherty's coming off a yet another injury. And what do you do? Not a damn thing. You didn't. Okay, yeah, you signed Stephen Matz. I'm sorry. You signed Stephen Matz. So you got Matt Michaelis, Wainwright, and then you were hoping like hell you had two pe- people to throw in there. So you make, we're going to make Hicks a starter. How'd that work out? When you had pitchers available that didn't wouldn't have cost a, a whole lot to go get. And this last year, you know, you're so worried about replacing Yadier Molina with the best all-around catcher, which you did not do. He didn't do that. And then he tries to make us believe that Contreras was the best catcher they could get a hold of. And they're going to pay him $85 million for five years. Um, I don't know who in the world actually believed it. A lot of us wanted to believe it. We did. We wanted to believe this. But, I mean, the proof is right there in front of you, Mo. And yet you're going to sit back here and this aloof arrogance tell us that, oh, we just need to be patient. Everything's going to be fine and our pitching's going to come around and we've got these guys and this... Okay, I'm, I'm done defending Moe. I am done. Until he comes up and proves that what he's doing is actually helping this ball club, I am done defending Moe. I have defended him in the past. I defended him in the Rosarina trade. And I think that one is still uh, to be determined. I think Libertor. Uh he's been showing me some stuff lately. He, now that he's back, now that he's in the rotation, I think he's there to stay. Um so we'll see how that goes out with the Liberator. I mean, that one's still to be I mean it's gonna be hard, don't get me wrong, because a Rosarina has put up some numbers. You know, and but at the time I wasn't that upset about the trade of a Rosarina. If they didn't made an effort to keep Ozuna, which they didn't, or if they would have actually given guys like Lane Thomas an actual chance, and they didn't. I mean, some can argue that Lane had a, had a good job. but you know, he he had a problem. He, I think he got uh, he was still at in 21. He was still trying to cover, recover from the uh, uh, COVID from the year before you know um and he's not doing that great so you know maybe I was wrong on that you know but I thought Lane Thomas was was a, a good ball player so we we were had Bader and we had O'Neill and Carlson was coming up and you know so I figured okay we we're, we're trading from our strength so that wasn't that big of a deal uh I didn't expect of Rosarina to go off like he did I mean I he was I knew he's going to be a good player but I didn't think him expect anywhere expect an MVP performance out of the guy um but then you go back and so let's go back and look at the Ozuna trade. People are pointing at that one. Well, there's another trade he screwed up. Okay, well, at the time, we're trading four prospects for a proven 30 home run, 100 RBI guy, which we needed in the middle of that lineup. Now, we got, uh, I think, a damaged bill of goods. So, yes, I think maybe most screwed up there in not getting a true health assessment on Ozuna. Um, but I don't think anybody expected Sandy Alcantara to be a Cy Young Award winner. He was going to be a good pitcher. There was no doubt about that. He was going to be a a top major league starter. I don't think anybody thought he was going to win a Cy Young. Uh, but look at what what the Marlins have done. I mean, have they have they won a championship with him? No. So you know, while yes, we missed out. There's no there's also no nothing that's going to suggest that Alcantara would have done that for St. Louis. So, while the trade does look bad at this point, I'm going to leave this little tidbit out there. We did get a compensatory pick for not being able to sign Ozuna, and with that compensatory pick, we did get Tink Hence. So, That trade still has some legs yet to figure out whether how good how good it was actually going to be, Um, you know, and I think because of those two trades in particular and the uh, sale, if you will, of Adolis Garcia to uh, for cash considerations, I think with those three deals that have turned so sour. Uh, in a lot of fans minds, and I think it 's kind of played with mo I mean, and again, mo if i 'm wrong, come on my show and tell me i 'm wrong. I dare you, okay so if you don 't come on the show and tell me i 'm wrong, guess what i 'm going to believe i 'm right anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that 's going to make Mo come on my show anyway, uh but I think he 's been scared to cut loose of some of the the prime prospects, if you will. Uh, to get proven talent. Now, having said that, would I have wanted them to dump Walker or win for Juan Soto? No. And I, I, I will defend that to my last breath. Juan Soto was not worth our number one prospect. No, not in the least. Because here's why I say that. And I've said this before, uh, but I think Jordan Walker, before it's all said and done, will probably end up with a better career than Juan Soto, because he's a he's a better he's has more tools. Juan Soto's a phenomenal hitter. Do not get me wrong on this. Juan Soto can hit a goddamn baseball okay like nobody business but he's not that great of an outfielder he doesn't have a lot of speed he doesn't really hit for a, a you know that much of a good average I mean he's he's okay he's good he's better better than most doesn't have a strong arm and i think walker even though he is learning the outfield i think he'll end up being a better outfielder than Soto I think he's going to have a better arm than Soto um and I think he's actually going to be the better hitter because if you I mean if you look at what Walker does and the way the ball comes off his bat um he's just phenomenal I, I think he's ever bit the hitter that Juan Soto is and um I would not have given up Walker for Soto uh, because you're only going to get you were only going to get Soto for two years, so why are you going to give Washington seven years of Jordan Walker? I mean, come on. Uh, now, a lot of people say, "Well, Carlson was the the fly in that ointment." No, he was not. I mean, he was to a certain extent in that. If uh, I think the trade for Bader was already in the works and just needed to be signed. So they knew they weren't going to have a center fielder. So I think maybe that was might have been the one reason they were holding on to Carlson because Juan Soto was not going to be able to play center. I don't care if you have given him a flipping go kart. I don't think he get a covered center. Um. So there is that. But I think the big sticking point was they wanted they wanted Walker, and I I I, I agree not to give up Walker in that in that respect. Um. You know, so it is what it is, and we'll see we'll see if Mo was right on that one, you know, but I'm not as upset about that one um i like i said, but you know other deals that he's made i mean the, it, well uh two years ago i think it was uh, i think it was uh, nineteen uh, or excuse me 19, 2020. yeah the only free agents we signed that year were Adam Wainwright and Matt Weiders, and made no trades other than some low-level minor league crap. Uh, well, outside of the Aruz arena trade, Rosarina for Libertor was the other was the bit was the big trade we made. Um, but you know, there was that was that was not a trade that improved the team for the next season. And in some respects, people might say it made the team weaker. 2021, yeah, he brings Arenado in, and I think nobody's arguing about that trade. But what's he do after Arenado? Okay, well, we signed two free agents or three free agents. Yeah, Wainwright, Molina, which you knew we were going to sign anyway, and uh, T.J. McFarland, but he was signed to a minor league contract. Now he ended up he ended up helping the team, so that's not that bad of a deal. Um, then last year, picking up Steven Matz. Uh, of course, I think if he hadn't got hurt, maybe he would have had a better year. This year, he's horrible as a starter. Um, he's in the bullpen now, not doing that bad. But then you're looking, you know, you're not paying him $44 million to be in the bullpen. I mean, he's not a, 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 a closer or a uh, You know, that's not a place you're going to put a a player for $44 million. So I don't know what's going to happen with Matt. And then this year we sign Wilson Contreras and don't do anything else. I mean, it's like he doesn't care. There's no urgency to fix the issues. And he just thinks that everybody, you know, oh, be patient. um, uh, you know, things will change, we'll get this worked out, and you know, I'm not sure who he's trying to convince us or him, but that's one thing that that's one. Um, so you know, in the last three years, the only appreciable off season deal that Mo has made has been Arenado. The only one that's really done anything was trading for Nolan Arenado. So, if you've got that kind of a record, you know. How are you gonna how how do you not say that he is not part of the problem? How do you not say that? I can't say it. He is part of the problem he's ignoring the issues because he thinks he's the smartest man in the room, and I just don't think that's the case um, so who did they pass up? when they got Contreras this year? Well, Sean Murphy. I mean, that was the odds. on When he says, I'm going to go out and get the best catcher available, or best all-around catcher available, I did not think Wilson Contreras. I mean, he was the last person I would have thought of for best all-around catcher. Good hitter. Man has never been known as a defensive as a defensive specialist behind the plate. But then again, you are we are trying. You know, we have been very spoiled in St. Louis, and with the, the likes of uh, uh, Molina behind the plate, and then Matheny, actually Matheny before him. So you know, we've been very spoiled with good catching, and you know, that's why I don't understand what the rush was to sign Contreras. When they still had room to negotiate with Oakland uh, for Sean Murphy, uh, if you look at what was reported, there were two different reports come out. One said Donovan, Newtbar, Gracifo uh, for Murphy. The other one was Donovan or Newtbar, Gracifo, and somebody else, another minor leaguer, uh, supposedly or uh, presumably, um, for Murphy. Uh, the Cardinals didn't want to do any, either of those deals, so they gave him an, an option of saying you get two of the four, and they threw up Gorman, Yepes, Burleson, and Carlson. Uh, the A's said no, uh, you know, and I think Mo thought he could bully him like he did Colorado, but the A's weren't having none of it. They said no, we'll, we'll find another way to get this done. You know, they wanted they wanted a little more value for Murphy. Um, I think they would have got it had they taken Gorman. Uh, you see what Gorman has done. Um, but you know, it is what it is. But then they turn around and the minute he runs into a, a trouble, well, let's go sign Contreras. And then the whole thing of oh well he you know what he he really sold us on himself and he really is a, is is worried about doing the right things and he's he's going to be doing this and he understands what we're trying to do and then a month later they remove him catch, from the catching position. I thought you said everything was fine, Mo. Well, what's this? What, what what are you doing? I don't understand it. So Moe's aloofness is costing the Cardinals in that respect. Uh, And I don't know where you live, but here in central Illinois, it's been very warm lately. And we're really just starting to get into summer. Um, I've been doing a lot of yard work. but I'm going to tell you what, all this heat and the yard work equals sweat. And when you sweat, you need to stay hydrated. That's important. Trust me, I've been dehydrated before, and it's not fun going to the hospital for that. Uh, But one way to stay hydrated is with liquid IV. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. You also get three times the electrolytes of sports drinks. Conveniently packaged so you can take it anywhere. You can put it in your gym bag, your purse, your briefcase, your lunchbox. Take it with you wherever you go. Take it to the beach. You know, throw Throw it in your little beach bag there. Um, Liquid IV comes in 12 delicious flavors including Strawberry Lemonade, Tropical Punch, and Pina Colada. They uh, don't have the alcohol, but hey, eh, you know, you can, you know. anyway, no. Um, you get the benefit of vitamins B5, B3, B6, B12, Vitamin C. It's non-GMO, gluten-free, contains no soy or dairy. Now Liquid IV also believes that equitable access to clean water and abundant water is the foundation for a healthier world. So Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. So get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code GCS at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using the promo code GCS at liquidiv.com. Or you can also use my special link Zen, Z-E-N dot A-I slash talking sports on the bleachers and get 20% off anything you order. So see what hydration multiplication can do for you. Try liquid IV. So we've identified most shortcomings. Well, what about Ollie? Well, first, I don't know what you guys think, but throwing Tyler O'Neill under the bus for not hustling, which was bogus to me. I saw the play, and yeah, he may not have been running full what some might call full speed, but he had been saying that he was trying. You know, they've been worrying about him uh, an injury situation, and you know, he had reportedly. You know, kind of tweaked a hamstring a couple of weeks uh, after during the uh, WBC. So maybe he was not running. you know he was trying to protect himself from pulling a hamstring. And I can understand that. And calling him out publicly, like Ollie did, was stupid, childish, and quite frankly, not what you need to be doing as a major league, major league manager you know he should have talked to Tyler and they should have kept it in house and when that question came up in the conference in the in the press conference he, all he was, all he had to say was well I've talked to Tyler and we're handling that internally end of story nobody says nothing but no he makes this big deal that's unacceptable and then doubles down by holding him out for a game you know now Tyler was the pro and said, "Yeah, well, you know, I I didn't really yeah, okay. You know, it's not if I'll, you know, I, I think he took offense to it, but I mean, you could tell he was not happy with it, but he was at least accepting it. He said, "I yeah, will accept what the punishment, you know, I didn't do it. What I was supposed to do?" Okay, fine. But it kept going on and people kept mentioning and Ali kept doubling down on it, you know. And then there's the Wilson Contreras' issue, which I mentioned earlier. You know, pitching staff's not doing well. Well, Wilson's going to be benched, and we're going to be using more of DH in the outfield. And then Moe had to walk that back. No, he's not playing the outfield. He's just going to DH for now, and then we'll see what we can do. To the, you know, and they ask Ollie about him getting back to catching. And, well, not at this time. And Mo, then Moe had to walk that back. Well, the, ob, the object is to get him back behind the plate. Ali has no idea what he's saying and even less of an idea how to manage. I mean he manages by a spreadsheet he doesn't manage by what's going on on the field. he looks at the spreadsheet okay fifth inning I'm supposed to do this and we're supposed to have this and if they have faced this okay I got to do he doesn't have one clue what he's doing. I think the only reason that he did as well last year was because he had a couple of old veterans sitting there in, in Pujols and Molina who said, Hey, uh, Ollie, you know, maybe you want to do this. Why don't you try this? You know. Then you look at... He, he continues to bat Contreras fifth. Contreras is in a horrible slump. But he continues to bat him fifth. Saying that, you know, he doesn't want to hurt uh, uh or or hurt his feelings or or whatever. And that that wasn't the actual word, but you know, that, uh, kill his motivation, I guess, or something of that nature. And and I had to think, Well you've already done that. You already did that. Look at after after they removed him from catching and then brought him back and then he had that good week. He hasn't done Jack's jack shit since then and he's hitting less than a buck and he's listening hitting like a buck and a quarter something like that in in the month of june maybe even less than that um and yet he's still batting fifth and you've got alec burleson who is for the years hitting 219 and i don't think he's he's even hitting that well here in the last few weeks or last couple three weeks He's still on the bench. Jordan Walker starts out his career with a 12-game hitting streak. And then Ollie says, well, we need to send him down so we can uh, not hit as many ground balls. Well, they bring him back up because they need to. Guess what? He's still hitting ground balls. And he's got another 11-game hitting streak. You know, and then you look at, uh, again, like I said, you you look at at another guy they brought up. uh, Mercado who's a good hitter for the most part. I mean, he's not bad. Good defensive player. And he's sitting there on the bench. You bring up Luke and Baker, who's absolutely crushing it in A, Leading the league in home runs, RBIs. He plays in four games. He's got four hits and 11 at-bats. And now he's sitting on the bench doing nothing. I don't understand how uh uh, uh Marmol is considered a good manager by Mozelot other than the fact that he's Mozela and, and I and I've heard this said by JD Haffron of uh locked on Cardinals. Uh and and I'm going to agree with JD. Ollie is their hand-picked man. Ali is the one that they wanted because he's gonna do what they want when it comes to analytics. He's gonna follow the I mean that's what. that's why Shilt was fired. Don't don't you know people are gonna well Schilt got fired because he he used Reyes in that playoff game. That was not why he was fired. Mike Schilt was fired because he he pushed back. And said, uh, anal- you know, I'm not going total analytics. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to go by what I see, not what the spreadsheet tells me. You know, and then he also made comments during the year. Well, I can only play the players I've got. You know, that was a direct shot at Mo, saying, if you get me better players, I can win more ball games.' So he was pushing back. That's what got Schilt fired. And I'll tell you what, right now, I'd rather have Mike Schilt than Ollie Marmol to tell you the honest-to-God truth. I don't. I think Marmel is just doing exactly what uh, John Moselec wants him to do, what John Moselec tells him to do, and as long as he does that, Moselec's not going to get rid of him. Now, that's not to say that after the year, Bill DeWitt is not going to go to Mo and say, look. If you want to continue here, we need to change direction. Whether Bill DeWitt will do that or not is another story. But we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, I'm agree with Jade. I don't think we're going to get rid of, of Marmol anytime soon unless Bill DeWitt fires Mosellock first. If he does that, brings in a, a different general manager, then I think you see, or uh, well, President of Baseball Operations, but Gersh is general manager, uh, then you might see Marmol's job in jeopardy. And his seat's got to be getting warm, and so's Mo's. Both their seats are got to be hot. And I think Mar- Marmol's is hot because of Mo. So there is that part. So we've identified the management problem, both front office and field. So We'll look at the players next. But first, we know how it is to stay protected. You know, just like a quarterback stays protected in the pocket, you need to have things in your life protected. Because we all know, sometimes life is going to throw you that curveball. Just like a big old Adam Wainwright's 12-6 to 6 thing. I mean, it's just going to come right out of nowhere on you. So that's why you need Allstate. Now, the Wiley Group has two locations in Festus and Arnold to serve you. They offer home, auto, boat, motorcycle, business, life insurance, investments, and so much more. They offer a customized approach that's unique to your situation to make sure you, your family, and your assets are properly protected. They also offer great rates and savings, so give Sean and his team a call today, 636-764-6294. That is 636-764-6294. They'll help you with an insurance quote right over the phone. I mean people, that's how they roll, okay? That's their business. That's just way they go. Even give them a call if you just want to talk sports because I've heard they do that too. Now with work and kids, social functions, and we're getting into the summertime, everybody's got a busy life, and they know that. So you can email Sean Sean Wiley at allstate.com that is Sean Wiley. S-E-A-N-W-I-L-E-Y at Allstate.com. And talk to him about your coverage options. And remember, you're always in good hands with Allstate. Okay, so now after railing on the management side of it, let's look at the players. Do they deserve some blame? (laughs) Yes. I I don't think anybody's going to say they don't. Because look at some of those guys, the way they're playing. They're playing like crap. That's just all the way. I mean, let's call the spade a spade here. But let's look at the. We'll look at the first part of it. The bad. uh, Well, I don't say all of it's bad, but uh, not all of it. But a lot of it's bad. But let's look at the most obvious part, which is I mentioned with Mo is the starting pitching. This year, St. Louis has used seven starters. Um, and you know while there haven't been. Really great stellar efforts. You've had some pretty consistent uh, pitching from Miles Michaelis, uh, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, but they've all had their issues. I mean Montgomery, um, you know he's he's been lacking from run support. He's three and seven uh, with a three point nine one ERA, and they were losing ball games. He's he was leaving a ball game winning only to. Have the bullpen blow it. Um, He had a couple games where I I, I know that he came out of the game and um, uh, we were only down by a run and we couldn't score. Uh, You know, the bullpen did their job, but the offense didn't. So Montgomery's been a victim of circumstance. You know, I think, quite frankly, he could have a good lawsuit of non support. If you wanted to wanted to push it, uh, you know, Michaelis is pitching fairly well. I mean, up until this last couple games, uh, uh, up until this last game with the Mets, he was four and three with a four point oh two ERA. Jack Flaherty has pitched fairly well, three and five, four six, four point six four ERA. He had some early issues, but uh, he seems to have got everything straightened out in that respect. Um, now, Michael, like I said, he's pitched well, but he had a rough start. I mean, he gave up 15 runs 16 runs in his first three games. But then he only gave up 15 runs over the next 10 games. So that tells you where he came from. Um, so he's having a pretty decent year, but none of these guys I mean, you know, Montgomery. Has probably been the most consistent. He's pitched 14 games. He's gone five plus innings 12 times, and seven of those times he's gone six or more. Only three times has he been touched for four runs or more, and eight times he's given up two runs or less. And yet he's got a three and seven record. So it's not all the starting pitching. Uh, they've had their issues, like I said. You know, uh, early in the season, Michaelis and Flaherty, neither one looked like they were going to be worth anything. They've all they've turned it around a little bit. But then you've got an Adam Wainwright, 41 years old. He's pitching like a 41-year-old. I hate to say that about Wainwright. I love Wainwright. But he's, he's not it. At best, Wainwright is a number 5 starter. Um, I mean, probably if, if they had other pitchers available, I would say Wainwright would be my, my long relief guy because I just don't think you can trust him as a starter anymore that's going to get you five-plus innings or six innings per game. Now, he's got 199 wins after a win in, in in New York this weekend. So maybe when he gets that 200th win as a starter, uh, maybe they'll think about moving him to the pen, uh, which I think might be the best idea for him. Steven Matz. Been horrible as a starter. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, he's picked it up a little bit in the pen. Uh, he gave up three runs against Frisco, but uh, for the most part, he's done well. He's done okay in the pen. I shouldn't say well, uh, but you know, he was a starter you were counting on. You don't have him, so now you bring up Libertor. Woodford's been in there. Um, you know, again, and I go back to Moe, These guys are not performing the way you need them to. So why aren't we going out and getting somebody? You know, you can't just keep waiting on these guys to get it all put together. You know, because, like I said, I don't think... It's not that Monty's pitching bad. It's not that that, uh, Michaelis is pitching bad. They're just not top of the order or top of the rotation, excuse me, guys that go out there and get you a steady... Outing every five days. Um, there it, does it not. And you need better than that. I mean, the, I can describe the pitching staff or the rotation um, by a quote from Tom Hanks in the, in the Forrest Gump movie. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And that's true with the starting rotation. You don't know from day one to day five what you're going to get out of that rotation. You really don't. Now, the bullpen is much the same story. You don't know where to get from them either or who to count on. I mean, early in this season, Helsley had some issues. Uh, Hicks was horrible early in the season. Gallegos was hit or miss. Um, about the only two guys that really have been pitching fairly decent have been Drew Verhagen and Chris Statton, or Stratton. Uh, both of them have, have fared fairly well. You had a lot of left-handers, and now you've only got uh, one in um, Cabrera. Well, mats now is in the bullpen but uh you know romero's been hurt and uh, and uh our one of our better left-handed relievers in zach thompson they sent him to AAA to become a starter and what's he done down there trying to become a starter he has struggled so again this is this now this goes back again to the management thing you know mo and ollie have their head up their ass they're not using their pitchers in the right way um, you know, this goes back to again. Like I said, uh, he's managing by a spreadsheet instead of by what he sees. He's not letting his eyes do the work for him. You can because you can see the starters we've got are not getting it done, and you've got guys that are in the bullpen getting it done. Well, uh, let's go make him a starter, like they did with Hicks a couple years ago. Let's see how that turned out. You know, there are guys on this on this pitching staff that are relievers. There's guys in the pitching staff that are starters. Why try to make them something they're not? Now I was very pleased with Hicks this weekend, uh, back-to-back days coming in in in, in, in uh, because of the absence of Helsley, uh, back-to-back days coming in and basically closing the door on the Mets uh, very impressively. So. You know, maybe he's getting back to form as a as a back end guy you can use. Uh but, you know, Palante's had his issues. Cabrera's had his issues. Uh like I said, I mentioned Stratton and Ver Verhagen. Um for the most part they've done well, but even they've given up um a couple runs here and there they probably shouldn't have. Uh then you got Giovanni Gallegos who, you know, He'll pitch well for three or four games, and then you come up, and this, next thing you know, he's giving up a home run and, and three base hits. Uh, just no consistency in that pitching staff. You know, hopefully now uh, Gio's had a few good games now in a row. Um, now with Hicks having a couple games, if they can get Helsley back and he can come back to form, you've got the makings of a pretty good back end. Um and I, I if they can if they would just give up on the Zach Thompson as a starter thing, bring him back, put him back in the bullpen, I think things would would, would level out very well. You know. Um but now let's look at the hitting inconsistency. You know, and uh I'm gonna tell you what. Oh well, hang on, let me let me back up one quick second here. I wanna to, wanna to make one thing here. Uh w- when I was talking the back end when you look at it, well, you have Gallegos who's got 14 saves um, in 21 and in 20. So he's got 28 saves in the last two years. You got Hicks who's been who's you know blowing people away with that 103, 104 mile an hour fastball. Uh, you know his, his slider goes in at 95. So, yeah. You've again you've got that back end making, but you've got to get something that's gonna get you between that back end and the starters. So that's either the starters gonna to have to go longer. We're gonna to have to start getting six and seven innings out of starters. Or we're gonna like I said, you're gonna to have to bring Thompson up, put him back in the pin. Woodford is in the pin now. So you've got some long relief in there. We'll see how all that works out. So we're gonna get into hitting for a minute. Uh but before that, you know, this whole thing is stressing everybody out. And it's, yeah, I try, when I try to do these podcasts, I try to come up with something that's positive. And it's just been hard lately uh, to try and come up with anything positive. It's in, you know, it's almost like I'm out trying to buy a car. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel like. It's, you get so stressed when you go out to buy a car. Hey, there's one place trying to change all that. And that's 5th Street Motors, located at 2044 Rose Lane in Pacific, Missouri. At 5th Street Motors, they want to make your car buying experience less stressful. They're going to help you find the vehicle you need no matter what brand. And at 5th Street Motors, they believe in giving you the absolute best price on a pre-owned vehicle that's going to fit your budget. Check out what stress-free car buying can be. Give Brandon or Don a call today. 573-259-1306. That's 573-259-1306. And tell them Don Glim from Talking Sports on the Bleachers sent you. Okay, the hitting. Um We've got guys that are doing a good job. I mean Goldschmidt has been pretty steady all year. Uh, Walker, in the, in, before he got sent down, was doing well. And now that he's come back, he's doing even better. Uh, Donovan's been fairly steady. We had good early uh, hitting from DeYoung and Edmund, Contreras, Gorman. But those guys have started to fall off a little bit. Hopefully Gorman is and he, he is having a lot of strikeout problems. The last couple days he's hit at least hit the ball and not struck out as much, so maybe he's coming back around. Uh, Contreras is just lost at the plate. Edman, um, he's starting to come around again as well. De Young had a good series in in, uh, in uh, New York, but then you have got other guys who have been inconsistent. Arenado was horrible in April. Now he's picked it up. Um, he's cracking it out. Newt Bar had, you know, off and on, up and down, and now he's hurt. Hopefully, he'll be back in a, you know a couple days. I think by the London series, easily he'll be back. Uh Carlson has been up and down, had the wrist injury, or excuse me, the um ankle injury. Uh Burleson has just been I mean, he's I don't know why he is even still on the club. I I somebody needs to explain that to me. Why Alec Burleson is still at the major league level. Um I mean, he's hitting uh, like 194. I um, get to stay out. No, he's hitting 219, 270, 377, five Romans, and 15 RBIs. And, uh, you know, you're counting on him as a bench bat? You got Wilson Contreras, who's hitting, um, like I said, under 200. And you're. Thinking he is still a number five hitter, why? How? Give me a break! I don't understand it. Um, you know, like I guess Jordan Walker's put together a couple of good stints so far. Uh, I just, I just don't understand. These guys can hit. We've all seen it. We've all you know, Contreras is, is a lifetime two seventy hitter. You know, uh, Edmund is a lot better than hitting his two and a. Two forty, I think, is what he's at right now. Uh, you know, except Arenado, he's finally picked it up after, like I said, a horrible April. He only hit only at two thirty nine in April. Uh, Carlson, you know, he's only hitting in the two forties, but he's still a couple weeks off of that injury so maybe he's going to start getting better and he had a couple good hits in the Met series so you know maybe that's going to turn it around Tyler O'Neill is on the 68 day IL who knows what's going to happen with him um, so the hitting's been an issue now maybe some of it's going to come around maybe this Met series where they, they were able to get some runs and add on and fight back and get the hits when they needed maybe that's going to turn this around but, you know but I don't think anybody, at least nobody's blaming Tyler Ward yet, uh like they did Jeff Albert. I mean, Jeff Albert was the whipping boy for a few years here. Um, you know, I think we've realized that it wasn't Jeff Albert. You know, that it was the players, that there's something going on. Uh but to have this many guys go south, so to speak, um uh, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think anybody does. I mean, you know, by all accounts, guys are putting in time at the plate, you know, or at the uh, in the batting cage, um, you know, extra time. And I know Arenado's worked his tail off to get back his hitting stroke back. Hopefully, when Newt Bar comes back, he had a good game for Memphis uh, the other day, uh, so maybe he comes back. He's going to get back in, into the shape because what this team needs is missing, or what they're missing, I should say. Is like I said, they're missing a consistency at the top of the lineup. Uh, that's why you got Goldie batting second, which I don't think he needs. To, I think Goldie needs to be batting third. I think Gorman needs to be batting fifth. I think Contreras needs to be batting eighth. Um, you know, maybe when Newt Bar gets back, we'll see a Newt Bar Donovan Goldschmidt Arenado, Gorman lineup with Walker batting sixth. I think that'd be perfect, my to me. But uh, you know, again, we have the Ollie managed by numbers system so who knows what's going to happen. Oh, so my final conclusion I'll tell you about in a second. Uh, you say you need to find a place with sports news and opinions on St. Louis area sports. I got a spot for you. Head over to com At com you can find news and articles about the Cardinals, the Blues, Missouri Tigers, the Illinois Fighting Line, and even some high school sports. You'll find articles and content from guys like Russ Robinson. Brian Swope, Gene Bonds, Derek King. Even I read an article or two. You want more podcasts? Then check out our lineup. For those people who may have a Cub fan in a family or a neighbor that's a Cub fan, hey, invite them over for a couple of brewskies. Listen to the Team of Rivals with Ron Nuttle, Pete Geddes, and Elliot Dewey. If you prefer Cardinal Talk with some interesting guests, then give a listen to That's a Winner with Ryan Jenkins and Josh Brown. You say it's not enough cardinal content? Then check out the two-for-three with the mighty moose, Mike Stevenson. And backed by popular demand is the often imitated, never duplicated, Derrick King Sports Show with the man himself, Derrick King. So head on over to GatewayCitySports.com. Look us over. And always, if there's a sport you follow and we don't cover it, drop us a line. We'll see what we can do for you. That's GatewayCitySports.com. Okay, so for my final thoughts. So, what's wrong with the Cardinals? Well, multiple issues. A front office that does not recognize the shortcomings and shows no urgency to try to fix them. They don't. Uh, they prefer building a team that can and should compete for a and dominate the central division. But then they take their chances in the playoffs. They don't build a team for the postseason. They build a team to get to the postseason. And as Mo has said before, then you take your chances. That's not the way you win a championship, okay? Manager. Well, it seems that more times he's using a spreadsheet than what's going on on the field. I mean, I saw I saw a really interesting meme the other day, uh, of or a GIF, however you want to call it, of of uh, Arlie Marmol, and obviously he was looking at a a spreadsheet or some kind of detailed book, the analytic book they use but somebody had taken and photoshopped in managing for dummies because uh, that's what it looks like i mean you have an inexperienced pitching coach inexperienced bench coach you know uh, uh you know tyler or turner ward he's got some experience as a hitting coach but you've got three guys there that are fairly inexperienced at their jobs i mean Dusty Blake has never been a pitching coach for anybody other than a than Duke uh, University, and then you how you know, how Ollie has handled the whole O'Neill situation, the Contreras situation, uh, and I said not a lot of it. I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of it, but there's some of it you you know you can't blame on Ollie because just like Schultz before him. And in some respects, Matheny. Moe's not giving him the right players to do anything with. And if you don't have the right players, I don't care how you manage. But his management style is just not that great. Now the players. Goldschmidt, Aaron Otto, Wainwright came out and publicly stated that uh, the issue belongs with them. And I'm not saying they're wrong. Because they're right. I mean, they're the ultimate ones doing the job on the field. Or not doing the job in this case. Um. So what happens? How do we do this? Well, I know one thing the fans are sick and tired of hearing the word patience. We have to be patient. You got to give us time. we need to be I just ask our fans if they'll be patient with us. We're tired of hearing the patience part. The time for patience is over, okay you know you've got just a little over 90 games left in this season. If you want to get to a winning record, you've got to win at least 60 of those games or close to 60 of those games. You're got to, to play 600 ball or 650 ball the rest of the year and you haven't proven you can do it because you're not paying attention to the players. Or what you need, I should say, in the players. Um, you now, a lot of people want to see Marmol fired, and I and I'll go over it again. I think uh, I don't think he's going to get the axe unless Mo gets the axe first, or unless you know Bill DeWitt says, "Okay, we're going a different direction, and we're going to start now." I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I would doubt it as long as you got three million fans going into the ballpark. Bill DeWitt just counting his money. Um, I mean don't get me wrong he would like a winner he would like another championship in St. Louis but as long as he's making money he doesn't it's not it's not the ultimate priority for him at this point um so you know I think my next podcast I'm going to look more into ah uh, moves they can make um players they can get things like that Uh, hope to get, uh, Russ on here sometime in this next month. We'll do a little recruiting, a little more recruiting talk. Uh, so that's going to do it for me today. Don't forget to check out Liquid IV and remember the promo code GCS at checkout on LiquidIV.com or using my special link ZEN.AI slash Talking Sports on the Bleachers and get 20% off at LiquidIV.com. Also, don't forget to uh, check out GatewaysCitySports.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends. We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Or go to gatewaycitysports.com. You can find me there. If you want to make a comment, ask a question, hit me up on Twitter, at TSOTBGCS. I'm probably going to have a Facebook website, or a Facebook page coming soon for the show, so be, be uh, looking out for that. Uh, so until next time. Have fun, play safe, and we will see you again when we're talking sports on the bleachers. Bye now. Thanks again for joining us, and you have been listening to Talking Sports on the Bleachers. Here's hoping you have a great sports day.